I'm Paul Sutton, and this is Digital Download, the show where I talk to topic experts on digital marketing, social media, and public relations about the things that matter in today's communications industry. Last spring's lockdown led to the largest increase in redundancies on record, with about 150,000 jobs placed at risk in June and July. The latest data from the Office of National Statistics showed a record 395,000 redundancies between September and November, and the unemployment rate is now at its highest for five years. Now, although these figures are COVID-related, a study in 2015 showed that as many as 45% of us are made redundant at some point in our working lives. In the marketing communications sector, it was predicted in late spring last year that the industry may contract by a third before the effects of the pandemic are over. While the government's furlough scheme has undoubtedly prevented that at present, the true impact won't be known for many months, perhaps not until Q3 or Q4 this year. What we do know at present, thanks to a Marketing Week study, is that 10% of marketers were made redundant in the last 12 months and that another 13% were put on furlough. Whatever the true figures though, I'm sure you've seen as well as I have people you know posting about their need for new positions on LinkedIn, having lost their marketing or PR related job. We all know people who've been affected. Now redundancy is extremely complex from a psychological perspective. And today's guest has experienced it from both sides, managing redundancy communications and being made redundant herself. And at the back end of last year, she published a book focused on helping those made redundant to survive and to thrive. Eleanor Tweddle worked in the corporate world for 23 years for some major brands, describing herself as a corporate citizen. She started at Whitbread, where she ended up working for Costa Coffee. She says this was her first taste of entrepreneurial thinking. There were only five costas at that time, and she says that the intrigue of how to grow a brand has stayed with her. Whitbread was amazing at creating brand masterclasses in thinking of service and customer experience. It went from five to 200 stores in just a couple of years. But then Eleanor had what she says was a moment of clarity, and she wanted to work out what she wanted to do. So she quit and went backpacking for a year. I remember people going but you're doing really well in what you're doing. You're sort of peaking in corporate life. Like, what are you doing? And I just thought, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. I'm going to just get stuck in this corporate life. I've got to extract and go and explore. When she came back, Eleanor returned to Whitbread on the restaurant side of the business. She says they were a very creative and innovative company. And it was that thinking that led to her next role at the RAC, where she ended up on the board of directors. It was here that Eleanor first had to deal with redundancies as a result of mergers and acquisitions and restructures. After this, she had spells at Aviva, Virgin Atlantic and then Vodafone. And it was at Vodafone that she was made redundant after three years. That was the moment I said, OK, am I really meant to be doing corporate life? Is this right or not? That must have come as a massive shock because you've worked in corporate life for some very big brands there for a long time and then suddenly you find yourself redundant and I mean that must have been a massive shock for you, for you especially I mean for everyone being made redundant is obviously a shock but having been through all that I, I can't quite imagine where your head would have been at that stage. Yeah it's an odd one that 
I think you always think it'll happen to someone else. So you don't really think about it when you're in a job. An organization probably makes people mass redundancies once a year. And I get how all that works. So it's familiar how it all works. It was a little bit of a shock to me and it wasn't good timing. I'm very open about that in the book. It wasn't great timing because we had personal plans a couple of months before that. I just had a miscarriage. So I had been thinking, you know, a very different set of thinking had been going on. And then within three weeks, no, I wasn't going to be having a baby. No, I wasn't going to be working in this job. Oh my God, I'm going to start the year in a completely different space than I thought. Yeah. So the shock was huge, but what I think about quite a lot and what I try and say to people now is I didn't really think of it as a shock. I didn't understand that was happening and I definitely didn't understand loss and grief and all of that stuff. I just tried to push through. Right. And that pushing through and, you know, panicking, applying for any old thing was what was causing me those thoughts of like what am I doing I don't want this anymore like going for interviews that you don't want this job you know you Uh what am I doing sitting here talking to these people trying to beg them almost to give me a job I don't want it so that was very um, messy thinking was going on but that's where where I started writing to myself and got a notebook out and started sort of saying right I have no idea on this other world that there could be I've been in corporate so long, but I keep meeting people who run their own business and I keep meeting people who are doing different things. Let's talk to me about what's going on there. So yeah, my notebook was where it sort of started for me again, you know, talking to myself and saying, Mm. what do you do? (laughs) Eleanor was made redundant in 2016. I first met her a year later when she approached me to provide digital media training while she was contracting to Bristol Water. She says that this position was pretty comfortable, but it enabled her to dip her toes into self-employment, where she worked for the next three to four years. I asked her how she went from providing communications consultancy to writing a book about redundancy. I think your life is made up of moments where it just, I mean, sliding doors or whatever you want to call it. Mm. And one of those for me was a Facebook advert came up for a three-day escape to Wales to the do lectures and it was called breakthrough or something like that and I'd never been on anything like that before and I I wasn't particularly that person that that got involved in that kind of thing but I thought what the heck let's do it so I went off to Wales for three days left my husband with our baby (laughs) so none of you know no money no job baby none of this was particularly like sensible on paper but felt like I have to do this. So I went to it and yeah, just completely changed my frame of thinking. It was like 50 people sitting in a cow shed, uh, all talking about what they want to do. Most of them were already self-employed, starting businesses, selling businesses. You know, everybody had the theme of being a bit lost and not sure what to do next. So I started to feel, oh my goodness, I'm so dull. Like I'm this corporate dull person (laughs) sitting in this couch and what am I doing? But at the same time, it was the disruption I needed because I thought I want to be them. I'm more comfortable with these people. Like I love how they talk about their philosophy of life and what they're trying to achieve. So I thought this is my world. I want to be in this world. How do I do it? So that was the first kind of moment I thought, right, 
you this is it now there's no going back to corporate in a permanent sense it's mm. full forward and yeah as i say we started writing these notes in a book then mm. took a step and started a blog and the blog just kind of grew and i started enjoying it and from that that's when i started thinking maybe there's something in this um around starting a community of people who are in this space in between or career change or lost the job and they want to do something different maybe there's something there so it's not like you lose your job and you find your most perfect thing the day later it doesn't Mm. work like that but you certainly take steps and that's what I was doing I was just sort of taking toe dips in water of trying stuff out and seeing what happens and then what I did when we worked we did a little bit of work together with Bristol Water, but then your podcast was really inspiring me. And I remember seeing the advert you were doing for a workshop on how to do podcasts. And I thought, again, another moment, I thought, do you know what? I'm curious. Why not? Let's just go along. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. You know, you you made it you made it feel a lot simpler actually than I actually <laughs> found it. But you know, it was so inspiring that it, again, I thought, why not? Let's just try stuff. And I got that wrong. The first time I tried it, I got overwhelmed. I beat myself up. I thought things weren't good enough. I went through all of that, but then, you know, get over yourself a few months later and go again and started it again. You know, so all of these things are sort of, you have to grow with yourself and, take the chances but it doesn't mean that those kind of moments are going to give you all the answers it just means that you keep building on it and growing so that's how it all came about and then eventually how the book came about was we're a military family so we move around every two years which mm-hmm. is an added dimension <laughs> that you have to consider we moved again so the third time in four years and this move I found harder because you know, self-employment, you're having to try and find a contract or freelance work, or it was usually local contacts. And obviously I didn't have any and I found it really difficult. And so I was out of work and things were getting grim again. You know, money disappearing. I was feeling, I wasn't feeling great about the situation. So I went back to my notebook after being made redundant, started really writing a lot more clearly and on a Word document that started to look like a book. right? And then I signed up to a book coach and I thought, I'm all in. I'm going to just, I'm just going to write a book to myself on how to help me in this space. And other people might also like it. So that's how it evolved, really. Okay. You, you've mentioned a few times there when we've been talking about things like moments and you talked about manifesting your own job in one sense and then you're talking about kind of noticing what's happening and and taking advantage of all right almost serendipity that that sort of thing is that something that when you've talked to people in this process of and you do talk to people about being made redundant and and finding a new perhaps vocation or something is that a common theme you hear from people some people yes but if I'm going to be honest and a little bit like me, so I completely get it. If you've lost your job, sometimes you're not in the mood for all of this, yeah. you know. <laughs> and I get that, but it's exactly the thing you need. And half of the book is kind of written in that space of like, I get it. You don't want to hear any of this right now. You certainly don't want anyone coming along and saying, hey, this could be the best thing that ever happened to you, like the day you lose your job. 
no, you don't want any of that stuff. But what I've realized is over the last sort of three or four years, the more I opened up and got uncomfortable with how I felt, the more I grew and then I became comfortable with it. So, you know, that first moment of being in a, you know, a circle with entrepreneurs sharing their feelings, I was like, oh my God, what the (laughs) heck is this? And then, you know, there's still a bit of me that's all a bit, you know, uncomfortable and awkward with it all, but I embrace it and I do my best with it. You know, I'm from the North, you know, Northerners aren't (laughs) the best at all this stuff, but, you know, I give it a go. (laughs) But, you know, what I think I've learned is you can do stuff that you might think what the heck is that but you can still learn from it give stuff a go and it's amazing actually what happens when you're in that space I kind of well I do think the same way in terms of so I've been a consultant now for six years and up until I say this to people it's only literally two and a half three years ago maybe tops that I really settled into it it took a long time and and all of that first three to four years was almost trying to force the issue and think about it too much whereas the last couple of years I've settled into more of a a state where I suppose I'm aware of what goes on around me and but it's more of a flow state where I think if you're in that mindset things tend to come to you a bit more um, and you can manifest things like Mm -hmm. as an example going back a couple of years I really really wanted to get some sort of charity meaningful clients and I was just thinking about it a lot. I posted about it a couple of times on LinkedIn and stuff. And then within two or three months, I had a couple of really big charity clients. And okay, that can just be coincidence, obviously. But I guess I have kind to think of things that way as well, which is a very hippie-ish way of thinking of the world, I know. But I don't know. It, it feels right to me. I won't, won't sue other people, though, obviously. There's but. a lot of people out there that w- would probably resonate, though. And so, therefore, yes, there's coincidences. But I guess the equation is, you know, you're not overthinking it too much, but you put in a little bit of action into it. You put in a bit mm. of effort into trying without kind of killing yourself over it. And then you're kind of sitting back creating that space for it to come in so yeah maybe there's some logic behind it as well I think as well as sort of the woo-woo as woo-woo as it sounds <laughs> I think there's some yeah. logic in it I guess yeah. <laughs> one of the questions I'm asked most often when I run training sessions on social media marketing is how best to publish monitor and analyze social profiles Without the right software it's a time-consuming job especially when we're all doing so many other things as part of our job roles. About 10 years ago, I discovered Agorapulse, an all-in-one solution to social media management, and I've used it and recommended it to clients ever since. So I'm delighted to offer listeners of Digital Download a one-month trial of Agorapulse for free. Head to agorapulse.com forward slash digital download to sign up, and then revel in all that spare time you just created. Eleanor's book was published last year at a time when redundancy was becoming relatively commonplace and when people were searching for support. It's called Why Losing Your Job Could Be the Best Thing That Ever Happened to You. I put it to her that this is a very combative and challenging title. As she said herself, the last thing you want when you've lost your job is to be told that it's the best thing that could happen. I asked Eleanor whether this was an intentional ploy to cause a reaction. 
It's a good question. The original title that I always worked around and the blog was How to Be Made Redundant. Yeah. So when I started writing in my head, it was more like a guide to being made redundant. And because of my sense of humor, um, (laughs) which it was like a very lighthearted self. It was a bit sarcastic, I guess, at the beginning when I was writing it. So it's more like a manual. And I thought, when you're making someone redundant, you know, I've I've had to make people made redundant and all I want to do is give them a bit of hope. Yeah. Somehow. And at that point, again, you know, they don't really want to hope for me. They want me to go and bury my head, disappear. <laughs> so yeah. it, you're in conflict in those conversations. But my thinking was, well, what if someone could just go, look, I'm so sorry. Here's a little thing to read that might make you feel a little bit better. And if you've got questions, like come and talk to me or something like that. So that was my original thought and my scribbles around it and then when it starts getting pitched out to the big boys and the big publishers who know what they're actually doing they were like most of the book publishers came back and went "Mm, I I don't really think you can do like a manual (laughs) called that (laughs) and I was like what of course you can and they were like no I just don't think people will get it so um so yeah in the end it was worked with my publisher um with Penguin they worked around what it could be. Right. And we decided that to make it punch and really like hit home, the whole point is about the obstacle in the way. It's that Ryan Holiday feeling of like the, your answer is in the struggle and you are feeling awful, but have hope it's going to be all right. And then that is half of your problem that you got to solve is, how do you make yourself feel optimistic about it? So yeah, it was very intentional title in the end. Yeah. And then the five steps to thrive at the, you know, the bottom is more around my business. So another door was is designed around five steps. And it's kind of like, you know, the human behavior and the mindset shifts that you have to go through to get to that space of thriving. So yeah, it was quite intentional in the end, but not how it was first thought about (laughs) okay so let's talk a bit about redundancy itself then so because I mean one of the reasons I wanted to to talk to you and to put this show out is because I'm very aware that in in my circles in marketing communications a lot of people have been made redundant in the last year and I don't doubt there's going to be more coming in the next six months if someone's listening to this and has been made redundant recently it sounds like a silly question but is it normal to be angry and resentful and bitter and you talked about loss and grief and that's effectively what you're going through I guess is that is that a normal part of being made redundant it's a really good question because I think we don't talk about that bit very much um as a as a you know as public or in friendships and things but it's exactly that and I used the Elizabeth uh, Kuber-Ross change curve to try and help me at the beginning of when I was feeling, yeah, resentment and I wasn't feeling great about things. And I thought, right, is that going to help me? So I did a bit of research on that. And then it turned in my world, I turned it into like more looking like a bowl of spaghetti, called it the curveball curve, but it was like, I'm all over the place. Like there's no beautiful curve going on in my life right now. One minute I'm all right. Next minute I'm hugely cross about something next minute. I'm excited. You know, this is all over the place. And when I did my research on that, yes, emotions, obviously your emotions are so stirred up 
And it's the conflict of you're going through loss. You've got all of this sort of anger or frustration about what's happened. Then you're going through sort of self-loathing because your inner chatter's probably beating yourself up about, you know, like, how am I going to do it? Am I confident enough? Am I worth it? All of that stuff. And then while all that is going on, you're having to do peak performance interview to get a job. And the conflict of that is just sending your emotions all over the place. So the first thing is just to be aware of it and be okay with it uh-huh. and then check in. So one of the thing, one of the pieces of advice um, that I always say to people is daily check in with how you're doing. You know, like that, how are you? It's not fine. The answer is not fine any day. It's how are you? Are you okay? Do you need help? And check in because if it escalates or if it goes on and on too long, that's when you need to ask for help. However, if it's kind of going in different directions, then you're probably all right. You just need a little wallow day and then reset and go again. But yeah, it's completely normal to, to react that way. And I guess at the moment as well, people probably are more open to that specific sort of advice because, I mean, everyone suffered the last year, whether it be made redundant or not. And that whole thing, obviously there's a lot of talk about mental health and being in lockdown again, and it's tough and everyone knows it's tough. But we've become more accustomed to hearing people talk about checking in with yourself and it's okay not to be okay and and that sort of that sort of narrative. So I guess maybe that's a good thing is that mm-hmm. that sort of advice now specifically, although it might seem probably the worst time to be made redundant because of everything else as well, at least... Mm. at least there's a step there that perhaps you know a year or two ago perhaps wasn't there does that make sense yeah that's so true and I think you're right there's and there's so much more resources now available to people because Mm. it isn't actually straightforward none of it makes it more straightforward so it's still hard for an individual you know whether there's a million people going through something or one person is still just one person going through it yeah but the fact that you can you know, there's more chance of finding something for your individual need because, you know, we all will react to things in different ways. Not all of us have got networks and people around us that we can talk to. Um, so we've got to find our own way around it all. But I guess that's what the book and Another Door and the people, you know, there's so many resources out there mm. is about. It's about finding your way through it. But you're right. I think there's definitely more services now that can help that yeah do you genuinely see redundancy as an opportunity or is that word too kind of too much of a stretch (laughs) I actually think it is now I've done more and more research so obviously now I'm you know I talk to people every day who have lost their job and then we you know what what do they need next what I realize is most of the time and again I can resonate we just have flowed through life we've kind of let we've jumped in a river and we're flowing through this river and it's okay it's fine there's nothing wrong with it but is it really the river we want to be in or Mm -hmm. we just jumped in the wrong place so I think that when you get made redundant it's a brilliant opportunity because you didn't have to take that decision to career change you didn't have to take that decision to leave someone else did it so that is out the you know it's crossed off brilliant what a relief now I'm free to think about what I could do. And in a way, you've got nothing to lose. So it's an opportunity because what have you got to lose now? You've got everything to gain. It's almost like 
start again. And if you can have that kind of mindset about it, then it's an opportunity. And what are your sort of top tips for anyone in this situation at the moment? I mean, how do you, let, let's say I've been made redundant. I'm, I'm feeling, I'm in that first day, so I'm feeling angry or, you know, bitter or whatever. How do you go from effectively being at the bottom to coming out at the other end and re reigniting your life, perhaps in a different direction, perhaps it's in the same direction, who knows, but what, what are your top tips to, to take people through that process? Yeah, the first one is definitely um, build a solid foundation from what you're kind of working from. So tune into energy, you've got to be in the mood for it. So that's where the self care, that's where the, you know, trying to look after yourself comes from. And that's like a foundational step. And then from that, you'll then create some space and energy to open up and go, all right, what's going on out there? And step into a space of uncomfortableness that you know will give you different answers. I think a lot of people want to stay in comfort zone. They don't want to step out and ask questions. They don't want to you know, put a message out on LinkedIn saying, hey, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that, because they're worried about what will people think? What about this? Yeah. What about that? All of that is a load of shit because it's not going to help you. Hiding is not going to help you. So you've got to just know you're going to be uncomfortable, but it's great to be uncomfortable. It's a good thing. And in the uncomfortableness, you will find the magic because people will come to you. If the more you're putting yourself out there and saying what you want, the more that people can come to you and say, oh, I saw you post about this. I saw you talk. I heard someone saying you were looking for this kind of work. So I think knowing that being uncomfortable is part of it, then you don't need to worry about being uncomfortable. That's just part of it. And then the, maybe the other thing is around kind of uh, blow up your job title you know, you're not a job title. That's just what you did. It's not who you are. Right. And I, I got a little bit stuck in this because I suddenly started feeling a bit paranoid about, well, what if I do something and I'm not head of comms anymore? Will people think, oh, she's been yeah. promoted. Oh, she's gone down in the world. Oh, things aren't going well. You know, I had a little bit of that narrative at the beginning. And then I realized, oh, my God, get, get over it. Like, who? nobody cares. And you're doing this for you. Like you're doing this for you. So why are you arguing with yourself about this stuff? So I think it's like blow up your job title and see what goes on under the bonnet of the job title, because you've been doing so many different things in so many different ways. You'll have enjoyed parts of your job. You'll have hated parts of your job. What's going on under there? And that's where you can start to reconstruct an even better version of what that could look like. So that's probably where to start. If you're going through redundancy right now, you can find Eleanor's book on Amazon or you can connect with her at anotherdoor.co.uk or on LinkedIn. You can subscribe to Digital Download on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the show, please do leave a review as this helps others discover the podcast. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.